This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. NBA basketball is coming back, and probably a lot sooner than many of us would have thought. The 76ers now have about six weeks to get ready for a pre-Christmas start date. If management and the players and the coaching staff aren't one, you're not winning. Period. It's that simple. We have to make sure that we're all together, that we are all are aligned, and we speak the same voice. And if you think the 2020-2021 season is coming fast and furious, how about the draft? That's less than a week away. It's next Wednesday. The Sixers' revamp front office is hard at work. It's much different than years past, but we're prepared. And having five picks unlocks a lot of opportunities. I'm Brian Seltzer, and on this episode of the broadcast, we check in with two of the 76ers' top decision makers, Doc Rivers and Elton Brand. Yes, it's official. We will have NBA basketball back in our lives before the calendar flips. How great is that? The NBA Board of Governors on Tuesday voted unanimously to pass an agreement between the NBA and the Players Association on an adjusted CBA for 2020-2021. What that means is that the league is now going to operate for this upcoming season on a 72-game schedule starting on Tuesday, December 22nd. Some other key dates that you can circle and lock in on your calendars as well. November 18th, that's the draft next Wednesday. More on that with EB in a few. November 20th is when the free agency negotiation window opens at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then two days after that, on November 22nd at 12 at 1 p.m. Eastern, is when free agency actually begins. Wow. And my guess is you've probably seen rumblings and rumors about when trades can start and the beginning of training camp as well. So yes, there is a lot on the immediate horizon for the NBA, especially when you're in a situation the likes of which Doc Rivers finds himself in. First season head coach with a new team, and you're only hired about six weeks ago. But Doc, he is certainly up for and enthused by the task at hand. He just announced an awesome coaching staff for this year a few days ago. And we talked about that, Daryl Morey, and more when we recently sat down at the 76ers training complex. Let's just talk about Daryl leaving Houston. Well, I got a text from Daryl, number one, to tell me that he was about to leave Houston, which I thought was funny uh, because he had just called me five, six days before that to come to Houston. So... I asked him, what was that a setup? So, no, I was shocked uh, that he was leaving. Uh, he told me why. He told me some good reasons why. And the, media, the minute that I saw that Daryl was leaving, uh, the wheels were turning. That was an easy one for us. At some point then, is there a conversation with Elton or you start talking with people here? Yeah. How, how does that begin? Yeah, that's exactly All things start with conversations, you know, and... So uh, right when the word got out, uh, I, I think I may have texted or someone uh, because I knew it, that he was about to do this. Um, the wheels start turning, the work start, hey, he would be a good fit here. Um, do you think he'll come? Do you think it'll fit? Uh, that's where it all starts. And uh, everyone immediately from Josh uh, really thought it was a great idea. Let's, let's go do it, Elton as well. Um, and I was on board as, as well, so it was pretty easy. The, the only thing we didn't have uh, was Daryl. You know, uh, we wanted to hire him. We didn't know if Daryl wanted us to hire him. And, and then, um, you know, fortunately, he did want to come here. He, he, he came the same reason. 
that I came. Uh, we, we were talking about it. You, you look at our roster. Uh, you look how we exited the playoffs last year, the bubble. Um, and you, you know we're better than that. A couple things to follow up on, but first, Elton. What, what does it say to the character of the guy to, in his position, he was driving this whole offseason, to then be proactive in saying, well, here's someone who can help make our whole operation better? Yeah, Elton's what every, you hope every player is, like, really. Um, you know, we always talk about it. Um, in, on the player side, we want players to accept their role, to, to make room for the star player, to move over for winning but usually in the front office, nobody wants to do that. Everyone talks about that, well, that's what they should do. And, you know, I've always had, well, you go first. And Elton went first. Elton said, you know what, to make us better, uh, I have to let Daryl come in here and, and be the president. And so Elton is what you would want every player to be, a, a team player. How much have you stayed in touch with Daryl over the years since Boston? Oh, gosh. Um, Daryl and I have... We've stayed in constant contact, you know. Uh, we text each other a lot uh, through all the years, you know. Um, and don't forget, he also coached my son or, or was the president of my son. My son, uh, Austin, plays in Houston. So that even brought it closer uh, to home. So, you know, Daryl and I have been good friends and have communicated about a lot of things other than basketball, politics, and everything else. What type of executive are the Sixers getting? You can give all encompassing oh, or just basketball? The, the Sixers are getting a very bright executive, uh, a, very, a very aware executive, uh, and a guy that is committed to winning. He wants to win. He wants to figure it out. He wants to create the perfect team. That's one of the things that stands out to me between Daryl and where he's at you, and I remember what you said on your introductory day, it's like once you taste that first title, it's one of the, the things that you just have to keep craving. Yeah. Um, and then Elton talking about it, too. As a player, he never won a title. Speak to what you think that hunger, in respect to the three of you, might be able to do to try and drive this organization. You know, I've always thought the hunger have to, has to be at the right time, at the, at the right place. And in the front office part of that, I would say it's absolutely. You have three guys who have reached the same point at the same time. Uh, in their hunger and wanting to win. I think it matches. When Daryl first started off in Boston, could you tell right away that, that there was something different about the way he thought? And if so, is there anything specific that you remember that, that made yeah, that you know, impression? When you first started in Boston, the only thing I could tell was a lot smarter than me. Uh, and the second thing I thought was, man, this guy's a mad scientist, you know, uh, just in the way he thinks and how bright he is. Uh, what I liked, what stood out to me is his confidence. Um, that he was willing to come into a basketball office uh, coming from where he came from uh, and, and felt comfortable in giving suggestions. Uh, the thing that I liked and probably why we have maintained our relationship for this long, he understands the numbers, but he also understands that that's part of it. That's not all of it, and you need all of it to win. That's something when, and just reading about him more the last couple of days and even being a fan of the league and following it, I feel like it's lost all the time. Like People want to associate that analytics tag with him so much. Yeah, but they do. To be at that level and to get the players he got and yeah. also guys in between the margins, there's got to be some instinctual and intuitive part of his mind that's really, really strong. Yeah, you know, working with him in Boston, what I learned is he does have, he does use numbers, uh, but he also uses great instincts. And he also listens. You know, um, you can talk him down or talk someone up that he doesn't like. And, you know, once you decide, you decide and you agree. Um, so I, I found that very easy to work with. 
Walk me through for as much as you can what your timeline is projected from now until whenever the season starts. Like, what are you most focused I'll on? i tell you, it's been a mad rush because um, taking a job during COVID, I can tell you, is no fun. Um, you're interviewing prospective head coaches or, or assistant coaches that you may not know over a phone or over a Zoom. Uh, you're talking to all your players over a Zoom. In a holistic sense, what do you strive to achieve in constructing a coaching staff? Um, I have always tried to find the smartest people possible in, in the field that I'm looking for in coaching. Um, I don't, I've never cared about if we have had a past relationship, uh, but I want to make sure that they're loyal, hard workers. Um, I tend to always hire at least one head coach on my bench, and I've done that. Um, and just the more experience and the more willingness to us all be at the same point of our lives uh, as far as winning is very important. And how excited are you about the staff that you're I love my together? staff. Um, you know, I've not worked with Dave. I've not worked with Dan. Um, Sam, I'm sick and tired of. Uh, but he's been with me for a long time. I coach Sam. Uh, now he's been a coach with me. So, uh, And then I, I like what we're doing behind the bench as well. So I love where we're at as a staff. I know when we spoke a month ago, you said that part of your hopes for the rest of the offseason was to get out and try and meet face-to-face -face with as many of the players as you could. Yeah. Can you update on where you are with that? Have you had, had yeah, a chance to do I've, so? Yeah, I've met face-to-face -face with several of them, uh, uh, more uh, phone calls, you know, which honestly I don't like. I like, um, I'm, I need to see you and touch you, uh, but it's, touch, it's tough to touch everyone right now. You, everyone's scared for you to touch them right now, you know, with, with COVID, so. Uh, it is what it is. Everyone's going through the same thing. Uh, but we'll all be in the gym at some point. And, and when that day comes, it'll be a good day. What have some of the conversations been like? Very positive. You know, um, you know, wanna, you know everyone wants to know their role and, and what they're going to do. And, you know, let, let me be honest. It's um, preseason. Everyone is agreeable. You know, the key is postseason. Everyone was still agreeable. How do you view your role right now in terms of the draft and draft prep, and what do you look for? Yeah, I don't, I, I, and I'm being honest. I, I've, I've long believed the coaches just messed the draft up because we get in there, we see a guy for one day and fall in love with him, and then we put pressure on the front office, and the front office always caves in to what the coach wants instead of what they actually believe. We, we have a very good crew here. They, their draft uh, history has been absolutely fantastic. So when you look at it, don't mess them up. You know, I think the key for them is to know the type of players that I like and what works for me. Uh, and then they go from there and they go out and find them. You know, these guys have seen these guys, you know, in most years, not in the COVID year, you know, practice 15 times, play 20 times. Uh, and so they're going to make the right choice for you. What feedback will you give Elton, maybe you already have, and, and Daryl about the type of player Toughness, that you're looking for? character, competitive. If you have those three things, we got a shot. Easy enough. Um, and last thing, in your view, kind of to bring it all full circle, how critical is a solid relationship with the coach and management to a franchise ultimately attaining what it wants to achieve? Well, if management and the players and the coaching staff aren't one, you're not winning, period. Uh, it's that simple. Um, so w we have to go first, as I said earlier. Uh, we have to make sure that we're all together, that we are all aligned, um, and we speak the same voice. 
love what Doc had to say, especially about Elton Brand and comparing EB's mindset to that of the ideal type player that Doc would want on one of his teams being willing to sacrifice and give up to put a franchise in better position to achieve its ultimate goal of winning a championship. Just a crazy whirlwind of events for Elton Brand over the last couple months. And I'm now going to turn it over to Lauren Rosen, who spoke with EB about getting the chance to work with new Sixers president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, and next week's draft. So obviously it's been a crazy month for someone like you. Can you just sort of take us through what this has all been like, maybe starting with, with Doc and now bringing in Daryl? Yeah, it's been, it's been a hectic month. Um, I wanted to be thoughtful and strategic um, as we approach hiring a new coach. Might not have been on the timeline that others wanted, but if we didn't take our time, do it with care, um, get a lot of information, we would never have the opportunity to even speak to Doc Rivers because he wasn't available yet. So, you know, I'm glad that really worked out, getting a championship coach, um, one of the best coaches, you know, currently, um, the best coach available for sure, in my opinion. Um, and he's just great for our city and our players and what he does on and off the court, you know, just can't be matched. So I'm glad that worked out. Now, it's been a couple of weeks since he's actually been officially the head coach. What is your relationship looking like now? Are you enjoying working with him? I'm really enjoying working with Doc. You know, it's been a few weeks since he was you know, actually named to, to you know, be the head coach. I'm looking forward to seeing him working with our players. He has a lot of thoughts um, you know, how to get this, the, the current roster together and, and how to get the best out of them and how to implement you know, some things that he's seen, that, uh, ways for us to improve. So I'm just looking forward to getting started. You mentioned that you and Daryl have had a little bit of a relationship prior to this, um, even if it's just little conversations or, or meeting up. What has impressed you most about him prior to his joining the Sixers? Um, you know, I think, I, I think the thing that uh, impressed me most about Daryl is just his, his understanding of, you know, basketball. You know, not just odds and analytics, but just basketball and, you know, how to, how to make a team work. Uh, he's been doing it, you know, a lot longer than I have, so I look forward to growing with him. Um, but he, was, he, he said to me, I'm going to be leaning on you for a lot of things. So just that reassurance that we can work in, in, a, in a tandem and be a partnership was, was, was good for me to hear. Yeah, in the presser, it struck me that he said good ideas can come from interns or they can come from you or they can come from him and anybody in between. That sort of spirit of, of allowing everybody to bring something to the table, is that something you're passionate about too? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely passionate about, you know, as Darrell said in his presser, just intern or mid-level or whatever whatever your role or title could be, you can have a great idea that can help shift an organization. So it also builds, um, you know, builds character. It also builds, you know, their, their repertoire and gives them an opportunity to, to at least think about decisions at the highest of levels. Speaking of, of bringing people in and hearing new ideas, can you tell us a little bit about hiring Jameer for this staff. You mentioned that that's yeah. someone you've taken under your wing, and I'm, I know you've done that with other former players yeah. before. So maybe a two-part question. Why is it so important to you to help former players that way? And then how excited are you to have him specifically join your staff? Um, as Daryl mentioned in the presser, um, you know, having an ex-player brings just a different mindset. Um, some intangibles that you know, someone that's been working in the field may not see. And Jameer is very bright, um, very intelligent. He's, he's, he's well beloved, he's loved in the community, um, such a hard worker. I think in any role he would have been successful. So when he said he wanted to go into management, not coaching, and he was finally ready to, to join our group because I've been courting him for years, it was, it was a great win for us. Tell me a little bit more about that piece of, of 
being a former player yourself, helping other former players maybe jump over to this management side? Yeah, as, as um, you know, a former player, you don't know what to expect. You know, management or coaching, you don't know the hours that it takes. You don't know the attention to detail. Um, you don't know the focus um, that it takes because, you know, as a player, if you work four or five hours, you had a great day. That's training, that's rehab, that's food, that's everything. Now, you know, four or five hours, they're looking at me like, where are you going? You know, it's, it's, it's longer days, longer hours, um, but it's, it's, it's satisfying. So when I see an ex-player that really wants to learn, really wants to be a part of it, like a Jameer Nelson, it's, you know, you try to give him an opportunity. Things are happening really quickly. So if we could take just a minute to talk about the draft and what that preparation has looked like, especially during a pandemic, what's been different this year and, and what are you looking forward to about completing that process? Yeah, during the pandemic, um, draft was much different than last year. Um, you know, we're one of the first teams to take our, our scouts off of the road um, early, I guess, early March even. Um, so we've been preparing for video, watching a lot of film. Um, you know, you couldn't have individuals come in into market like you could in years past. Um, you only get to visit 10 players on the road. Um, but the good thing about that is everyone is, is dealing with the same circumstances and we have, we have to play by the same rules. Uh, but it's, it's much different than years past, but we're, we're prepared and having five picks gives us, unlocks a lot of opportunities. Something else that shone through when you guys all spoke a few minutes ago was the, the desire to win. Um, and you all have different backgrounds, I guess, speaking of you, Doc and Daryl specifically, all have different backgrounds but have a common goal. How important is that and how special is that to share the ultimate desire uh, with those guys? Yeah, it feeds us. You know, it, we are here to win. You know, that's, that's the goal. Like, that's why I'm in it for, you know, the, the relationships, the journey, but ultimately winning is, is what I strive for. Daryl, same way. Doc, same way. And as you see, Josh Harris and the organization, they're behind us. So uh, when you have that, that group and that synergy all headed in the same direction, it uh, gives you the best chances because it's hard to win, but this group is committed to it. So all headed in the same direction, hopefully, is a championship. When you think about this 2020-21 season, between now and a potential championship, what do you hope that this year has to hold for you guys? Uh, you know, first of all, just health. You know, you need health, um, you know, for the players, for, for us, for the families, everyone associated with the NBA. I think uh, Commissioner Silver did a great job in, in his group with the bubble. Um, I think we'll, do, we'll be innovative to figure out how to have a, a productive season next season, whenever that is. Um, but just being healthy, being able to compete at that highest level, um, that's what we look forward to. Last question for me, when you think about Daryl's skill set and you think about your own skill set, how do you think that uh, the two of you working together are going to be able to um, bring something maybe different than what other front offices can offer? Because you guys have sort of this very unique like one-two punch between the two of you. So what are you looking forward to there? Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, to, to growing and you know, working with Daryl. Um, you know, his mindset, the way he looks at things versus the way I look at things, um, that's, that's what we're focused on and that's what he's focused on. Great to hear from EB and Doc Rivers before that. Thanks, Lauren Rosen, for doing that interview. All of a sudden, here we are. We're kind of on the cusp of a brand new NBA season. Next week, here on the broadcast, we're going to drop an episode before the draft and dive deeper into draft night and how it might look for the Sixers. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Seltzer. Talk to you next time here on the broadcast.